What's happening people? This is another episode of The Hustle. My name is Rohan Matthew. I've got Varun Rangarajan here with me. The episodes are coming thick and fast here on The Hustle. We hope you've been liking all the content that we've been sharing this uh, past week. Lots of stuff up for you guys, but uh, we're going to have a special segment actually on the Fantasy Premier League as the Premier League has just started. So we're going to have um, you know a bit of a discussion on how we are starting or uh, what teams we're starting off uh, with. I want to welcome Varun here with me. How's your fantasy team coming along, man? Oh, it's been a very tricky road creating a team, draft after draft after draft. You get a team that uh, is good, but then you always think that there's scope for improvement given that the amount of rotation that you're going to face this season with you know the key teams. Uh, and banking on certain teams is becoming difficult and the number of options that you have become limited once you're looking at a specific price bracket based on the premium options that you probably have to choose. So, yeah, it's interesting. What do you think? Uh, like, so... My observation has been that the 3-4-3 or the 3-5-2 are systems that are commonly used in FPL. Like, do you think that uh, this season is going to be a similar uh, season in because in which uh, you're going to see a lot of goals but because of the number of heavy hitters? Do you think teams should uh, shape up in a way that they have a more expensive forward line, uh, a sort of average midfield and a low, like a low budget on the defence? Do you think that that sort of team will do well in the longer run? Um, yeah, I'm going with I'm going with three at the back as well. Okay, so I'm I'm not investing heavily. I know you and I have adopted a similar strat- strategy with defenders this year, um, with go- in terms of going with low budget defenders. But th- the reasoning behind that for me personally is that yes, and I, I it's like I mentioned in in a few, in the early, in an earlier episode where I said, you oh, know, the big teams have gotten a lot more firepower, and I think. Teams are, you know, it, there is going to be a lot more uh, free-flowing attacking football that we're going to see this season. That also means that I feel like there are going to be more mistakes that are going to be made, um, you know, in general. And I, I feel like if you look back at last season at least, um, you found certain teams that are outside of the top six, you know, um, case in point, Burnley. West Brom, for example, Southampton during very small phases of the season, teams that actually could give you clean sheets, which is all that you really need, unless you know, unless you're investing in like, and most people had at least one defender as a Marcos Alonso who would get you points outside just clean sheets, right? But this isn't about them. This is about general defenders and how to maximize on your points, and that's part of the reason I've invested, uh, less. On defense, but look, there's there's so many different permutations and and combinations, and I mean, you and I have adopted a similar strategy, kind of going hard up front, right? And that's because we feel like at least in the games that where the big teams are going to dominate smaller teams, the you know, in those games the big players are going to give you big points, and it's always good to have those players, you know, your Lukaku's or um, you know, your Canes. There's no hazard yet. But let's set the defense. We'll talk about our low-budget defenses in a bit. Clearly, you and I have, you know, you and I agree that, you know, the best way to start off with a fantasy team is to go up front and pick your best player. Pick the core of your team. Pick your must-haves that you know are, you know, that guarantees you guarantees you return in your points. So when you're looking now at your star players, the core of your squad, what were the factors that you kept in mind? Like I know pricing is one, obviously, but 
what were the factors that you kept in mind and ultimately what were the choices that you went for okay so there are two things right one i think is captaincy so each and every week you need a good captain and you need to be able to rotate over two three weeks with another player so kane last season was averaging nearly 7.7 points five points a game so that would mean like nearly 15.5 points that's a lot that's a lot so if you are able to captain him on the right weeks you're definitely going this to be this is assuming you had captain kane in every single game in the season yeah basically that's, that was his average is that what you're saying right yeah. that's that's wow that's that's very interesting experimentally what if you just latch on to one player and captain him for the entire season what does that sound like i think some people do do that with their fantasy teams when it's an experiment maybe yeah it's more of an experiment maybe you know create but, uh, a create a kind of side team and just experiment on it i'd love to do it now that i think about it yeah it's a very interesting prospect uh, i think uh, beyond that the second thing would probably be uh, you know the points per game uh, like discarding the minutes that he played so if a player is getting a really so good return so you've picked kane just to be clear you've picked yeah i picked kane because okay, yeah. i think kane and lukaku is like the two okay three so i have lukaku on that as well okay fine so fine. i think those two are like must haves in this this season given that the the sort of fixtures that both teams have to begin with uh, i think spurs may begin with a flourish i do know that wembley uh, may put them at a sort of disadvantage but i think they'll be able to play themselves out of specific uh, games <coughs> and situations and harry kane will be uh, very effective because uh, he's uh, he's been on a very good goal streak and i think that confidence and form will show in the goals that he's going to score in this season all right this time in the fpl game is quite interesting because each and every team is going to have a problem uh, choosing among their premium midfielders at 9.5 to the 10 region uh, your normal nailed on midfielders within the 7 to 8.5 region and your budget midfielders who uh, from the region of 4.5 to 6 6.5 so the thing the thing starting with the low budget uh, midfielders in the fpl game this time uh, i think there is like a lack of consistency in selection among the players that are there in that bracket so if you are looking at 4.5 probably the most famous picks right now in the game are ruben loftus cheek tom carroll um and uh, chaloba so that's probably going to be form most of the core of the teams who have like a very high, big forward line apart from that at 6.5 i think potentially uh, the likes of stoke southampton and west ham have a midfielders who can uh, you know return that value but the problem is given that these sides have signed a lot of talent over the window there's definitely going to be signs of rotation as well so it's a matter of uh, picking uh, those specific players who you know are going to get nailed on minutes for me i think that's definitely going to be wilfred zaha he's going to have the season of his life under frank de boer and things are going to change really for this palace team apart from that uh, it's interesting do you think ramsey is worth a punt at 7 or maybe even a villian or a fabregas villian villian makes sense probably on the right hand side uh, i'd be more inclined especially in hazard's absence uh, i'm expecting villian to step up the things i want to see how um, his form is at least in the first couple of games but there's no doubt i think villian is a relatively safer bet than the others um maybe wijnaldum is one of the options because i've i've picked wijnaldum actually i've picked two 7 million midfielders one being zaha and one being wijnaldum okay so tell me the rest of your midfield and i see that in your forward line you have um, you've gone very very top heavy in terms of uh, kane and lukaku for example i've done something similar but do you feel like at some point are you worried that you're putting all eggs in one basket when you know in terms of picking lukaku and kane 
I think in this season the problem is going to be having the big hitters in the right weeks because I think it was a similar problem last year as well because most teams could afford the Kane or a Lukaku but there's so many choices within that bracket maybe an Aguero or a Jesus or a Lacazette even so uh, it's going to be tricky so I think it's going to be definitely based on the fixtures the reason why I'm like playing with the heavy hitters is because I it gives me a level of freedom in terms of changing my team in case you know either Kane or Lukaku don't start off as expected and you know the stock plummets so it gives me that freedom to move around to the other premium options in that same bracket uh, like what what's more interesting to me is the midfield bracket and the premium midfield bracket do you think uh, the likes of Sanchez uh, De Bruyne Mane Ali are going to like replicate the form that they had last season Mane is more likely to than the others probably with the impending uh, departure of Philip Coutinho which basically like I get the sense that Mane is going to be the focal point and his link up play with Firmino up top um, coming down probably from wide or even centrally is going to be very very important what you're going to get especially at the start of the season now Wenger has of course confirmed that he won't be playing the first game against uh, Leicester he's still working his way back to fitness he was carrying a uh, bit of a minor injury but we, we we wait and see how it pans out with Sanchez and especially given Sanchez's price tag it does make sense to wait it out maybe for a while you know you can always replace a De Bruyne or something like that with you know Sanchez later on depending on how things play out but with Del Ali it's a little more interesting because uh, I think right now in terms of this in terms of Spurs Ericsson and Kane are better lock-ons because you know they're the ones that seem like they seem like they're carrying their you know their best form or you know their hundred percent going into the start of the Premier League season. We haven't seen much of uh, Del Ali in the in in the preseason, so I think waiting it out a little bit on Del Ali makes sense as well, which is why I've got Ericsson um, in my midfield. Okay, so talk. Give me or uh, give me your. So now that you've told me about your midfield line, just one last question before we move to our defenses. Um, talk me through your striker pick, your punt on the Huddersfield Town striker. So I picked uh, Steve Mooney. A um, lot of people don't know that uh, in the league last season he scored a goal lesser than Kylian Mbappe. So I think he's going to be influential in. But the league one is not the Premier League. It's not the Premier League, but I think it's a good indicator for young and fresh talent. And I think. Uh, Strikers from the Liga have been able to cope in the Premier League uh, when they have come. So uh, I think he will be definitely a good value at six. And given that he's going to be nailed on in all the games, pretty much it's it's a good pick to begin with. But apart from that, at, the, at that same price range, I I can also be inclined to pick maybe a Sam Vokes or a Jay Rodriguez, which is going to be interesting to see uh, how those teams uh, start off. Because I think West Brom have tricky fixtures. A lot of people are writing them off to be able to win those fixtures pretty easily. But I think it's going to be uh, not as straightforward as people think it is. Okay, so tell me your five midfielders and your three strikers, just for our listeners. Oh, so, as it stands, I have uh, Kevin De Bruyne, Granit Xhaka, uh, Wilfred Zaha, Sadio Mane and uh, Tom Carroll forming my five-man midfield. And uh, my three-man striker are Mooney, Lukaku and Kane. So, there's a lot of uh, captain picks across, uh, you know, like either Mane, Lukaku, Kane or Zaha, maybe even De Bruyne. So, I'm happy with the way my attack is set up. Uh, moving on to defence, uh, do you think this season... Uh, Alonso is going to re- replicate the form that he did last year? 
Um, Alonso, I, I'm really not sure on because with Marcus Alonso last season, of course, he was brilliant, and I think he's one of those few defenders in the fantasy Premier League that will give you points aside from clean sheets. Also, you know, in terms of those bonus points, so that that's particularly helpful in the case of Marcus Alonso. But you know, I think with with defenders, one of the reasons that we've both gone in with. you know low budget defenders is cuz we're counting on you know we're we're using we're trying to spend on the trying to spend on more world class players or world more proven players because we feel like that gap is going to widen of this season so what i've done is in midfield i have tom carroll as well and i have wilfred zaha and kevin de bruyne but um, i've taken i've taken punts on wijnaldum and eriksen as well uh, with wijnaldum i don't know i'm probably going to consider replacing with willian before the start you know maybe one or two weeks into the season and up front is where I've, I've spent a bulk of the cash in lukaku lacazette and finally up you know what i'm i'm taking a big gamble on chicharito i just get the feeling that he's going to be uh, you know he's going to be the center point of west ham's attack especially in the, in the absence of uh, you know sako asako and uh, andy carroll who's you know still going to take a, a bit of time of course west ham can line up with a false nine as they had done last season so it will be interesting to play out either way i think chicharito will start so i'll i'll see how it goes there are a few options in that price range as well with uh, the forwards so coming to defense so talk me through your defense and um tell me their price range as well because they're all most of them are at least low budget so you know talk me through your selections given that both of us have similar teams in the way that we have uh, shelled out our cash uh, up front our uh, defense would normally is going to involve maybe one 6.5 or a 6 uh, defender along with a five defender and the remaining should be a 4.5 or 4 so that's based on the preferences across the board um i think i'm going to stick with uh, stay with alonso cuz he has that guaranteed return of points big returns of points in specific games i do know he at 7 he's a bit pricey but i think given that he's a nailed on starter and he has potential to explode in any game week it's worth the punt right at this point of time apart from that i'm setting up with uh, phil jones from united i think uh, he may have a shot in the starting of the season where a mourinho does give him a couple of games to be able to adapt <coughs> because lindelof isn't clearly uh, adapting to football at you united as well as he could have so mourinho is definitely going to ease him into the thick of things uh, apart from that uh, i thought it probably take a couple of punts with uh, yunus kabul uh, from watford uh, watford are a very interesting prospect because uh, the marco silva now is going to change change up a lot of things and uh, he's definitely going to uh, at least make their home form better and their clean sheet potential increase so at 4.5 i think that's a potentially a good uh, signing um, apart from that uh, my the rest of my defense Uh, consists of Golson, who's uh, the one of the four defenders. The reason why I'm getting him is even though he's not active in the game, his price is not going to drop. So that's something that like teams need to consider rather than just picking Angle Rangel, who's the most popular pick. And apart from that, the final my final defender is Trent Alexander Arnold. Um, I think he's going to start the first week, given that Klein will be missing out. So. it's a very short term thing based on how things go and based on how other teams line up i probably uh, you know rotate or choose a different uh, defender to slot in over there in case necessary okay so your defenders uh, your defenders make sense so all of them are 4.5 except for marcus alonso right marcus alonso and phil jones phil jones is 5 and marcus alonso is 7 okay so phil jones at 5 makes sense okay so um 
I think Phil Jones is a great gamble. I just think that he's not a bang-on starter, even for the first game week. Um, I'm expecting a, a backline for the first game week being something like a Valencia, Smalling, uh, Bai, and most likely Mateo Damian, um, considering his Super Cup performance. So I'm not completely sold on Phil Jones, but it's worth the gamble nevertheless. So what I've done is, um, from my five defenders, um, I've taken a huge risk this season, and what I've done is I've picked all 4.5 defenders, four 4.5 defenders, and uh, and one you know one starting defender. So that one starting defender for me is um, Eric Bai at six. Okay, so I know it's a bit it's a bit of a gamble, but I I feel like I can you know bank on United's defense defense at least you know with the first hope few first few fixtures in the season. So my goalkeepers, by the way, are Ben Foster and Joe Hart, who are both priced very, very well at 4.5. They're certain to give you points. It's a question of being able to rotate the two of them uh, effectively enough, you know, and use it to your advantage. So I have Eric Bailly in, and the, the, my other four selections are um, a bit interesting. So I, I've put Ben Mee in, and he's the more obvious choice for me because I wanted to get a Burnley centre-back in. I know Michael Keane has gone, and, you know, Burnley are perhaps not going to make Turf more the fortress that it was last season. But I do think it's not going to be as you know it's not going to be drastically worse, which definitely means um expect some clean sheets from Burnley at Turf Moor. And I think Ben Mee is definitely um the person that's taken over from Michael Keane at the heart of that Burnley defense. And uh, I've, I've I've looked at Leicester and th- this one obviously is a bigger risk than you know Bai or Ben Mee. Um I've put Wes Morgan in. And, of course, not just for the fact that he's definitely going to be starting every single game, but also that with Leicester, it might just go two ways this season, right? You know, they made some smart signings. It's it's a question of how they take off from the momentum that they've built up last season. Defensively, it's it's a bit of a 50-50, and this is one of my gambles in, uh, you know, in, in West Morgan. I've also gone in with Jeff Cameron. Now, for the price, I think, I, I felt like more than... The more than having Jeff Cannon on there, I felt like it was important to have a Stoke City defender, you know, on there. I I usually do this in every FPL season where I like to have a Stoke defender, you know, just there in my squad because you never really know, you know, you never know when Stoke can go on this defensive run, which they kind of tend to do, you know, in different phases of the season. And the last one is. Um, again, is another gamble along with West Morgan. So I've gone with Timothy Fosu-Mensa. Um, he he's set to move now. He's gone to Crystal Palace on loan, and by the looks of it, uh, Frank de Boer is going to start him in every game. Also, because he has the experience of playing in uh, you know in a, in either a three four three or a, a three five two kind of formation. So that also means that him at wing back will you know will will perhaps you know put him in with a chance of actually getting assists or bonus points and stuff like that. But it's a gamble. I might just I might just replace him one week, and if he doesn't start or something like that. But at his age, and I am particularly impressed by Timothy Fosuman. I really hope he has a good season at uh, at Palace. So that's how you and I line up on uh, the first day or the first game week of the fantasy Premier League season. Uh, before we wrap up, just just a couple of things. Um, if you look at the price ranges now of say four point five midfielders. And 4.5 defenders, basically your bargains, right? If you had to come up with the list uh, uh, with a top three 
uh, a top three list of best bargains in fantasy Premier League this season at the start, obviously. Um, who are you going in for? Just give me three, regardless of their position. Um, that's a tough one. Uh, I probably think Tom Carroll is going to be one of my picks in that because he's definitely going to get more playing time. And he particularly impressed in uh, Swansea's last preseason with uh, a trio of assists. So, he's going to be a one to look out for. As you said, I think Fosso Mensa has the potential to be extremely explosive because he's going to be possibly the only out-of-position uh, defender at the price of 4.5 and that is definitely going to be a steal. And that's also definitely going to play a part in you know his price being increased or decreased. right? So, that's one more to look out for. And uh, finally, um, as you said, like Leicester. So, Leicester are the interesting one here. Uh, Along with Leicester, I'd probably, as you said, put Stoke as well. But the thing with Jeff Cameron is that uh, I think Bruno Martins Indy is going to sign for Stoke. And the moment that happens, um, Jeff Cameron's uh, security of starts drops. And Burnley, for that matter, if you look at Ben Mee at that same price, um, I'm not yet entirely sold on Burnley. As you said, they may not necessarily make the fortress that they did last season. And if Burnley do anything, I think a lot of it is going to be down to Tom Heaton. So if anyone like should be getting anyone in Burnley, uh, it, it should be Heaton, even though he's an extra like of 0.5 over your regular 4.5 keepers. So in terms, I think these... Teams especially are going to be the ones to look so forward to in the Tell me your track. three, your three bargains. Uh, to begin the season, I'd probably go with uh, Martina at Everton, uh, Alexander Arnold at Liverpool, and um, maybe uh, Danny Simpson at Leicester. Okay, fair enough. My my bargains would obviously first off Ben Me because at four point five he's actually the highest scoring from last season. Is the highest scoring four point five defender. I think Kyle Norton is also. A reasonably priced bargain, but looking at midfield and forward lines, right? And in price ranges of between five and six, uh, Alex Iwobi might not be a bad shot of shout at all if he starts uh, at the beginning of the season at five point five. So I think between Alex Iwobi, perhaps even Ander Herrera to a certain extent, if he can start getting in amongst the assists, priced at five point five, Ander Herrera would uh, certainly present you with a great option. I think. Uh, Jay Rodriguez perhaps at 6 or Saido Berahino at 6 would probably be for Stoke City would be a good option I think like among all of the teams that we haven't talked about Bournemouth are the ones that we're missing so potential for values there with them as well with uh, Ryan Fraser and Max Gradle going to start the first I think people are going to invest less in Bournemouth now because maybe everyone's going to get one Bournemouth defender but because all their prices have gone by Going, gone up by either 0.5 or 1. I think that's that's what's dissuading people from Bournemouth players, at least initially. But I think Bournemouth are one of those mid-table teams who do yeah, have a yeah, lot of goals. I think, and I, I, I think at last season, I think, there's a point where they were... I think they're a top teams. 10 team almost. I, I think they can fight for the top 10, no doubt about it. That, that, that's fine. But this is how it plays out on uh, day 1 of or game week 1 of the Fantasy Premier League uh, season. We've enjoyed putting our teams together now to see what happens... Uh, to pick out trends, see how players are performing and then make the changes accordingly. We definitely have follow-up episodes on how Varun and I are progressing in the Fantasy Premier League. Also, what we're doing is we're creating a league um, on the Fantasy Premier League that uh, that's called the Hustler. We're putting up the link in our description to this episode. Uh, do join, do, use the code and join our Fantasy Premier League and, you know, let, let, let's see how, you know, the bigger the league, the better, obviously. Let's see how all these teams perform. Anyways, that's our, that was our Fantasy Premier League segment. Hope you enjoyed that one. This has been The Hustler.